Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Momentum Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me today because today I'm talking about what to do when you feel like you don't have the support of your partner. So if you're in midlife, which chances are you are if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you've been with the same partner for years, for decades even, and you've established a way of being together, a a sort of routine. And then all of a sudden, you want something to change. You want to change something about yourself. You want to exercise because you want to lose weight, or you want to eat healthier foods, or maybe you want to stop drinking, or maybe you want to go to bed earlier or get up earlier, or start a meditation practice, or maybe you even want to follow a dream or change careers or start a business. Whatever it is, and maybe it's all of the above, it may feel like your partner just doesn't get it, like they don't support you. Now, I've worked with dozens of clients and a common barrier to getting these things done, to doing these things, is what they believe their spouse will think and what and what they believe is an unsupportive spouse. So I've also experienced this in my life when I became a stay-at-home mom, uh, was one of them, uh, when I trained for a marathon, And when I left my corporate job to start a business, all of these things at first, I didn't have that support. I didn't have that feeling that my spouse was happy or for sure they weren't encouraging me. So it's tough because as human beings, we naturally want to be supported in what we choose to do, especially by those who are closest to us, like our partners. You want them to be supportive, to encourage you and at least understand what you're doing and why, but sometimes this isn't the case. Sometimes you won't get that. And I've learned that just because something is super important to me and I'm really excited about it, it doesn't mean that it's important or exciting to my partner. In fact, I've learned that it can feel like a threat because they love and want me to stay as I am. And if you change, maybe you become a different person Maybe you won't love them the same way or need them anymore like you do. And that's that can feel rough for them. So I know when I look at it from that angle, when I stand in their shoes, I, I can see much more clearly how to approach this situation. But it also means that I'm not going to get their support and I need to accept that. And I need to do, if it's that important to me, I need to do it anyways. And that takes a lot of courage for sure. But when something's really important to you, you don't need validation and permission, and you don't even need support of your spouse. But you do need to communicate with them if you're going to live with them and if you want this relationship to work. So what steps should you take if you find yourself in this situation? Well, the first thing, of course, is to talk to them. I mean, really have an open discussion with them, and you're not going to convince them and you don't need to convince them you're not asking like I said you're not asking for permission you're just explaining what you're doing and why and you're going to be open to their thoughts and feelings and opinions so if it's about changing the way you eat and taking more time to exercise tell them about your desire to get healthier and fitter and why it's important to you 
share your goals and the positive impact you believe it will have in your life. And then the next thing to do is listen to them, listen to their concerns, give them an opportunity to express their concerns and reservations. They may have fears or misunderstandings that need to be addressed. And it's important that when you explain what you're doing, you stop talking. You don't go on the defensive, and I know this is really hard for us. You just listen with compassion for their perspective. So from experience, I know that as badly as you want to make a change, your partner and those close to you, they may want you to stay exactly as you are. They don't want you to change. They want you to be there and available to them for sure. So you changing can feel like a threat to their way of living which is probably routine and comfortable and familiar, right? Like it is for all of us. And because you want to change that, because whatever you do will probably change that, there's a lot of uncertainty about how that impacts them and who you will become. So it can be pretty scary for them. And it's important to see and listen to them through that lens. So compassion and understanding is definitely needed there. And then it's good to find out Can you do something together? Are they willing to do something with you? Maybe if it is you wanting to get more fit, are there activities or healthy habits that you can do together like going for walks or cooking a healthy meal or exploring a brand new fitness activity? And be okay if for now there isn't any common ground. Maybe you won't find something you can do together. And maybe your partner is really just waiting to see, are you really serious about this? Maybe you've been down this road before. Maybe they've seen this and and then you've turned back. So they may be really reluctant to join you at first. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you shouldn't move forward with your plans. And sometimes, and this is the third thing, is to lead by example. Because sometimes the best way to inspire change in others is by leading through your actions. People will wait and watch. Commit to your health and fitness goals. Make them a priority in your life. Maybe your dedication and progress will motivate your partner to join you. So for years, I practiced yoga and then I even became a yoga teacher and my partner was not at all interested, didn't even want to talk about it. So until he started getting some nagging injuries from running and He thought maybe, oh, maybe some stretching, oh, maybe yoga could help. So he came to me and now he's been doing yoga for the past few years. But it was important I didn't nag him about it. I did it for myself and eventually he did join in. But on the other spectrum, on the other end of things, I went vegetarian in 2012, stopped eating meat completely. And he's never joined me on that journey and that's okay. But he did start being willing to cook meals that didn't have meat. So that was really supportive. Finally, it's important to find other sources of support. So if your partner isn't ready to support you, you have to find someone who will. I think it's imperative that you always have somebody who has your back, who's excited for you, who will encourage you, who will keep you accountable. So look for friends or family members or even a new community, a fitness community, if that's what you're trying to do. If you're trying to become more fit, find people who are more fit and decide that that is good enough. Having that support is good enough. And notice if you're feeling resentful because your interest isn't interesting to them, to your partner. 
it can be tempting to go there. It can be tempting to feel resentful. And I've noticed myself go there a few times and that can really derail you. But just go back to reminding yourself that your interests aren't necessarily his or hers, but that yours are valid and they're important and you need to pursue them even if your partner isn't on board. Now, I never want to be blaming my partner for not doing something I wanted to do. It was my idea. (laughs) And I don't want to regret also not doing the things that are important to me, even if I don't have his stamp of approval. Going through this, I know it's not easy sometimes because we do so crave that stamp of approval. It's important at this time to be patient and persistent with yourself. So if you're used to putting your needs aside just so things will flow easy, so you don't have any like conflicts. So if you're not used to putting yourself first, you have to be very patient with yourself because it's nobody's fault but but yours, right? It's up to you. So you need to give yourself some time to get used to this. So start with small things. Start with taking a morning walk or five minutes of meditation. Start with very, very small steps and work your way up to the big stuff, like leaving on a vacation alone if that's what you want to do, or leaving a career to start a business like I did. It's really important that you take the time to do what you want to do in small increments. And don't let that lack of support on your partner's end mean that you're doing the wrong thing. Their lack of support is on them. It's what's going through their mind. And as I've described here, it's really up to you what you want to do. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. I'm super grateful you decided to join me. And if you enjoyed or even learned something valuable from this episode, I'd love you to rate it on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're using to listen. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with a fresh new episode with a guest. So keep moving forward and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.